Welcome to the OSG Connections podcast, the place to hear from people who make OSG better together. I'm your host, Jim Carr. This episode is about leadership, always an area of interest for professionals, whatever your area or stage of experience. More specifically, this episode is about the new leadership development program getting underway at OSG. It's said that you can lead from any seat in an organization. That's certainly true across OSG. And as you'll hear, this leadership development program is being designed to meet the different needs, interests, and work patterns of anyone. Let's hear from three of your OSG colleagues who are actively involved in helping get this program underway. Patrick O'Hara, Ashley Phillips, and Janet Krushi. I'd like to go around for each of our three guests today, including our newest entrant into OSG Connections into a podcast episode and let each of you just state your name and what you do at OSG and how you've been part of this process. Janet, may we begin with you? Could you introduce yourself and welcome to OSG Connections? Thank you very much. I am thrilled to be able to be part of this podcast. For reference, I've been with OSG a little over five years and moved into what is now my current role, Manager of Employee Experience. I'm extremely excited about this because it plays to my strengths and I'm very passionate about relationships and that is what employee experience is all about. My role targets employee experience from attraction through when employee leaves and even beyond. But as you can imagine, it is a very tall order. It's a work in progress. But I would like to point out that the creation of this role is absolute evidence of OSG's commitment to a people-first culture. And my role is evolving as we listen to employees to find out exactly what they say they need in order to improve their experience with OSG. So thank you for having me. Janet, it's a delight to have you here. And may I say, before we move on to Ashley and Patrick, that you brought up a couple of things that we're going to dig into a little bit more, which is things like playing to your strengths and building relationships and work in progress. So uh, that is right along the lines of all of this. Ashley, could you introduce yourself as well? Yeah, sure. Thanks, Jim. I'm Ashley Phillips. I'm lucky enough to get to lead, I think, what we're starting to call the Solutions Center now on on the commercial side. I get to interact with the RFP writers, the solution architects, and the enablement folks that lead training and onboarding. And so, Janet, your role is a testament to how I enjoy getting to work with you as we bring on all these new hires in sales and, and client success. So it's been a lot of fun. And yeah, I don't know, Janet, you said you've been here five years. I hit my one year anniversary already. So I'm trying to catch you. It's been a busy year, has it not, yeah. Ashley? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> in a good way. Busy in a good way. But yes, absolutely busy. <laughs> in a good way as well. Patrick, welcome back to OSG Connections. And we'll <laughs> give a, a brief reintroduction for you. Excellent. Jim, thank you. And, and, uh, and pleasure to be back on the podcast the last few months listening to more podcasts than participating in them. So glad to, to be here. But Patrick O'Hara, I'm the Chief Performance Officer and probably closer in tenure to Ashley than Janet, slowly approaching one and a half years with the company here. But you know, as my as my title indicates, outside of HR duties, it's really about you know company performance and employee performance. And so the topics we'll talk about today, I think, are really relevant to how do we grow the talents and skills of our employees, give them opportunities to 
really pursue their own career tracks in the way that they want to and, and developing skills that will help the company overall. So really excited to kind of move down this path and share some of our progress today. Patrick, when we had an early podcast episode and you were a few months into your role and we were talking about what was to come, the things that you were learning, the people that you were talking to. And so that's a good way for us to kick this off. We're, we'll, let's pick up the conversation from what you and the, the team previewed at our most recent town hall. All the things that we're talking about, the tools and where they come from, but really the vision of where this is headed. Then we'll dig into a little bit more of the details. Definitely, Jim. You know, and it is it's interesting. If I think back to those first few months out of the company, had a lot of conversations with employees. And one of the things that really stood out was the lack of time and dedication to developing individual skills. And so as we talked about in the town hall, this program, which and Jenny used a really good phrase early on, it's work in progress, it's evolution. We are working to put together a set of resources that will allow employees to act upon growth opportunities that they have and career pathing that they want to have uh, by developing those skills. And the key of it is it really develops that sense for an employee that they own their career. You know, the company gives you opportunity and as an employee, you can then act upon that and really chart your own course. And so the, the program that we envision here is one that has many different facets to it. It has all types of leadership and professional development opportunities. It might be in the form of online training. It might be in the form of more facilitated instructor-led training. It might be more workshops where you get people to really participate and share what's going on and a mixture of internal and external resources. So we, we look at this right now as the very beginning steps. How do we get a program in place that allows employees to engage in that training, start to develop their talents, and then as we grow the curriculum, they can continue to progress in areas of, of learning and education that should have a very direct impact, not only on the company's performance, but on their ability to grow and advance within the company to where they want to head to. So to me, this is all about kind of that, that mutual benefit that we get at the employee level and the company level when we put programs in place, put curriculum in place that allows employees to grow and develop. We all win from this, and that's the adventure we're starting on right now. Definitely not a thou shall but to make those resources available. And, and certainly, Patrick, and just the, the interactions I've had with people across OSG over the last year plus, I think there's a real hunger, a real desire for it. But it has to be, of course, be a program that takes into account people have different goals and different motivations and different modes and different work patterns and all of that. So OSG has put together a working team, a hardworking team, to start to try to put some priorities and some specifics behind this. Janet, I, I thought you could speak to that a bit because in your role and with this this group, you've been really at the forefront of asking OSG employees what is a priority for them and thinking through what resources do we already have today? What should we develop? So could you walk us through a bit about the work that you and the group have been doing and what you've been hearing? Sure. What I'd actually first like to just touch on is the who of the group, because we have a cross-functional team of people, and you are included, of course, who bring a tremendous wealth of knowledge and experience, very deep, that's immediately relevant to employee development. So we have some leaders from HR, in addition to Patrick, and in addition to me. Pat Lindsay is also participating. She is from project management. And if you'll recall, Pat was 
also present during the last town hall in May, and she is now participating in the Valence Leadership Program. It was announced during that town hall, and that particular program, of course, is external, and it provides leadership development through the lens of a Black professional. So we are very excited to hear what she can bring back to us. Of course, Ashley Phillips. And then, as I said, you, and I was looking at your background in particular, and boy, you have amazing experience that you can bring to this beyond just moderating and shaping messages. So I'm very glad you're here. The how of it is that we had to start somewhere. We wanted to look at the current assets that we have, the ones that are lowest hanging fruit. So we started by looking at the courses in Litmos, of which I believe are around 14 or 1500 currently. And this was a jumping off point for us to identify a few buckets of topical areas of training, really, just to get us going. And we came up with, as anyone who has taken the survey that we sent out, leadership skills, professional skills, and culture and relationships. And we decided to begin this journey by asking employees what they want. I have to tell you that in roles with former companies, this was never done. I've never seen it done. And I think it's extremely telling and hugely important. So I did want to point that out. What You'll say to us when hopefully you will respond to the survey that we sent out, that feedback we will use to prioritize the areas of learning that we're going to focus on initially to target employees' needs. You said something a moment that that surprised me when you said you've been in a similar kind of role at other companies uh, and they haven't asked employees what their priorities are. And so- uh, I I was amazed at that when I thought about it. It was like, wow, we would tell people what we thought they needed. Here are your competencies. Here are the paths of learning. If you do this, then you'll have taken the curriculum to be a manager without asking them first, what is it they wanted? And also, as you mentioned, the existing library through Litmos has more than a thousand individual Mm -hmm. chunks there. And I was thinking through, you know, you might say, hey, I'd like some ice cream. And if there may be 30 flavors on the menu, then it's great. But if there are a thousand <laughs> flavors, you'd be kind of, I don't even know where to begin. So putting together both a lot of things that are available and on hand, but I am curious, I'm sure our, our listeners are as well, just in general, what were the things that we've been hearing so far that OSG employees say are they're most interested in? In the area of leadership skills. We had five top areas. And the very first one, conflict resolution. I was very surprised by it. But then again, as I think about how we function as individual professionals, and especially as a team, in order to be effective, we'd have to do this well. And the second one, which I also took note of, is emotional regulation. That says a lot about what we feel as employees that we need, because I took the survey too, to be effective in OSG. And the numbers three through five in that order, um, decision-making, coaching, and problem-solving. The areas, Janet, you mentioned that are three, four, and five Mm -hmm. sound like pretty foundational 
almost yeah. evergreen kinds of topics that people who are leaders or want to be leaders would have. But the heightened role about conflict resolution and emotional health and regulation, when I think about it now, a bit of a surprise, but yet through pandemics and lockdowns and being away from the office, and perhaps that's really heightened a lot of that is, as well. It's, it's more difficult to resolve conflicts and misperceptions and and to be able to deal with the natural anxieties and emotions that have been happening to all of us lately. So maybe that's played a role, but whatever the case, it's great to know that those are areas to address right away in this leadership development program. Janet, are there some other areas and the other categories where we're hearing some priorities in terms of what OSU employees would, would like to learn about? Absolutely. And I'm happy to share them. All of these are telling. The topical area that was grouped together as another bucket was culture and relationships. And the number one area of interest was networking. And number two, and I would have expected this, empathy. Very, very important. Numbers three, four, and five in that order, mentoring, teamwork, and influencing. Interesting, big, important categories, and that is interesting in the priorities that are there. Now, there was a third category, a third bucket, too. Yes. What are we hearing there? Professional skills. Number one, interpersonal. No surprise for me. Number two, written communication. I was actually happy to see that. And then numbers three through five in that order, analytical skills, number three. Building self-confidence, I was happy to see that made it in the top five is number four. And then number five, negotiation and persuasion. So when I look at the whole of these topical areas, looking at some of them, I can see that it's about relationships and working together effectively, communicating effectively, and probably being effective working as teams. And especially in light of So many of us working virtually, that adds another layer of complexity. So we'll have to somehow work that in in the training that we do. Excellent. Janet, thank you for that, for reporting back. Thanks to you and everyone on the team for a lot of good and thoughtful work, which is continuing as we put the program together. And thanks to everyone listening who's given us your feedback through the survey. It's really important as we we develop the program. Ashley, I'd like to bring you in. Not only have you been working as part of this team, but on the commercial side of of things, not exactly this program, but a number of the foundational tools that have been really important for you as a manager and across your team. I'm wondering if you could share a little bit of the benefits, the things that you've seen, the outcomes in your work and in people's confidence and being able to achieve their goals that you've seen so far using this type of approach? Sure. Yeah, thanks, Jim. I think the number one thing is no matter the tool, the platform, those are all just gateways, right? So there's a lot of options out there and we've selected what we've got here at at OSG. And I think the important thing is no matter if you're engaging in the content or having a conversation with somebody, when it comes to engaging in a program like this, what's really cool about it is you get the information. And once you have information about yourself and your your peers, you can start to act on it. So what I really am excited for our folks at OSG to do is engage and don't be nervous, right? Because all of a sudden you're going to learn about yourself and that can make us feel a little bit uncomfortable. But I was having a one-on-one with one of my teammates the other day 
And he was like, oh man, this is a lot of new. And I'm like, it's okay. Like if we're not uncomfortable, it means we're not growing. So if you're comfortable, you're stagnant. And so as you engage in the content, I think the first thing that's exciting and what I've seen on the commercial side is you do learn about yourself and it's a little bit uncomfortable, but once you have that information and that data, you can then act on it. And I think that'll be a lot of fun for people to know a little bit more about themselves when it comes to, you know, conflict resolution. Well, you have to know how you're going to react first. (laughs) You know, you can't control the other person, but you can certainly control yourself. And so I, I, I'm just excited for people to start to take some of these assessments and engage and see where they are, are at. That's good advice. Have you seen in, in your own work as a manager, as, a, as an individual performer and some of your colleagues, some examples of where this is, has played out and helped them along? Yeah, I would say I hope that I'm a giver of that to folks on my team. I can tell you, I I really enjoy working with Dennis and Ken, and I have my one-on-ones with Dennis, and I know for sure that he helps me grow. And I think that the way that the methodology that we've taken on in commercial that we want we want to spread with this program is that we use more of a strengths-based coaching approach. It's not a top-down, it's not a traditional one-on-one, and let me look at your performance or your pipeline and your forecast. All of our coaching sessions, our one-on-one should have that conversational component. And I know one of the things that is kind of a light bulb moment is when we ran through this last fall with some of the managers, one of the women that went through it told me that she didn't realize how much she was problem-solving for everybody else. In the moment, it felt good for her because she was able to provide a service for her teammate, right? Her employee was you know, suffering is the right word, but they needed help, right? And so she was able to provide that. And in the moment, it was like, ah, that's great. Except when everyone on your team is needing that, and we're pulling together all these companies into one, learning to work together, learning to be productive together, that is a lot of problem solving for one person's shoulders. And so what she had said was, is over time, she felt worse because she couldn't help because the volume was too high. But then she created this environment where people felt like they couldn't help themselves either. And so one of the important things when we talk about folks that want to engage to learn decision-making and problem-solving and conflict resolution, the key there is to use the strengths-based coaching to ask yourself, what are my personal strengths? What do I bring to the table? How can I help? And kind of guide that person to a solution and teach them to problem-solve especially if you are a manager. I think we're using managers as an example, but there is a difference between leadership and management. So I want to make sure that we're drawing the line there. But even if you're a leader, you can lead from any seat. So even if you're talking to a peer or even if you're talking to someone you know, technically above you in a hierarchy, as long as you help them identify the risks, help them identify their strengths, you're teaching them to problem solve. They become more self-sufficient. And I think everybody feels a sigh of relief in the capacity of their emotional state and what they can get done during the day. What you described there is really an intersection of a lot of things. So as you were mentioning, Ashley and Janet, one of the things that came out is people want to learn how to be better problem solvers. And yet, even when you get a skill, it has to be enough awareness of your own strengths and your own leanings of where to best apply it. And also you, what you were describing there, there are elements of empathy, there are elements of communication and practice and all of that. So hopefully all of that does come together in the program that we have here. So, and Ashley, I thought very good guidance and encouragement for people to to jump into this and, and learn something about themselves in the process and where their real strengths are. Patrick, let's come back to 
how this is developing, and it is still developing as we record this episode and we're ready to roll things out across OSG, what can we expect in terms of timing, guidance, content, all of those questions that I'm sure people have, even as we're excited about leadership development, exactly how that's going to play out. Uh, absolutely, Jim. You know, and it's and it's interesting in, in listening to, to Janet and Ashley talk through. There's so many great elements of what we're bringing to the table. You know, one starting by listening to our people. You know, this is not going to be a heavy-handed prescriptive program. You have to take all these courses in this order. We really want to make this thing be flexible that matches up with employees' needs on their individual basis and match it up with good content that's out there. You know, much like we might apply continuous improvement to processes, we're going to apply continuous learning to our employees. Uh, We expect this to be something that they participate in now and throughout their career. So to get us started and what people can expect, first and foremost, will be a library of materials that are made available in Litmos, which is our learning management system, based on the feedback that Janet covered from the the surveys. We're going to make materials available for people to be able to register for courses, take those courses in an online environment. Second, we're going to introduce a series of, and it's probably have a better name at some point, we have to get the marketing folks to really help us out with this now, but a series of leadership forums. And we'll take some really key topics Again, that come out of the survey and that come out of people's utilization of the learning management system. And we'll have some hosted forums where we can talk a little bit deeper about different topics that are out there, trade, you know, best practices, tips and tricks uh, on different topics that are out there. So that'll be facilitated by one of our senior leaders and hopefully be an environment where people can take the online classes, come to a forum, and they'll talk more about what they learned, ideas that they have, and learn from each other and what they're doing. That'll be the heavy focus for us in 2022 is really driving employee engagement, freeing up time for people to take courses, hopefully driving an interest for people to take courses and get that level of engagement going this year. As we move into 2023, we continue to introduce new topics, new curriculum, new materials, and new avenues of learning. Janet made a a reference early on to the Balance program the bonds program with balance. We have a couple of participants in this year. We're continuing to look for other programs like that, that we can get people into external to the company, get a different perspective than just the materials that we might have. So this blended learning environment, these different assets that are out there, that's what we see growing over the next, not only year, but into the future. But right now people can expect, how do I access courses in Litmos? And what are some facilitated courses that I can attend, that'll make up the the bulk of 2022 as we get this program up and running. While we have this program that's developing, there probably are some things that OSG employees can do today that don't require necessarily a new course or new training, just in terms of keeping communication paths open, of having ways to deal with conflict and having ways to communicate better, given the fact that there's so much that is virtual and we've had our our interaction patterns interrupted. Maybe some thoughts on that as well, both in terms of things that everyone can be doing now to prepare themselves for this and also their intention to make sure they're applying the things that they learn about themselves and about others and taking those to the job. Patrick, maybe we could begin with you. It's a really great topic. I mean, we've obviously in the last couple of years here, right, we've all had to learn 
to work in a very different way. The days of being in one building with everybody that we work with, learning from each other, you know, side by side has changed. We're, we're remote. We rely a lot on technology. You know, the one thing I would encourage all of our employees to do is to remember that any learning materials we put out there are simply just that. They're learning materials. They, they give you a topic. They allow you to learn something. There's so many things we can do day to day that fall into leadership development. And it's about how we build relationships with others in the company. It's about how we network with others in the company. Whether it's somebody that you are on a project team with and they have skills that you don't have, you can learn from. Don't be afraid to reach out to people. Don't wait for a online course to come out to teach you everything you need to know about how to have a conversation. Have a conversation. Call somebody up. Talk to somebody who you see as having great skills in that area. And frankly, it can be anybody in the company. I think one of the things we've established in this company is that we're not bound by a hierarchy. If you want to call somebody senior to you, call somebody senior to you. If you want to reach out to somebody who's a peer, reach out to somebody who's a peer. But building those relationships, having those conversations, learning from each other is just as important, if not a more important part of this path of leadership development than simply just the courses that we put out there. So I always encourage people to take it upon yourself, take the courses that are put out there, but really practice those in the day-to-day of what you do. And part of it for remote people is find ways to communicate with people on the phone, through video conferences, to be in a site. If you're near one of our local sites, spend time in the site you know, to learn from others. But I think those relationships are going to be so key to developing leadership outside of, of any kind of coursework we might be able to put out there. Ashley, maybe a a quick note on this as well. I know you've spoken about the effective communication patterns versus ineffective communication patterns that can happen both inside the commercial team and also even with customers. So leaning toward having real interaction, having that empathy, maybe taking the extra step to pick up the phone or deal with something in the moment that needs to be dealt with in a very human way. Yeah, absolutely. I would say whether it's client facing, whether it's within your your team, you know, your department or across the organization, I would just say don't let our virtual environment keep you from genuine human interactions. Like if you feel like you're missing that and you're craving it, then make it for yourself and you can do it. And I know it's easier said than done because you can get nervous and you're like, I don't know this person, but just be brave, you know, put yourself out there. And especially if you're having a problem, you know, find a peer or find somebody else. Sometimes it's great to get an outside opinion on saying, hey, I'm having this problem and here's what I'm thinking. And just have someone to bounce ideas off of, right? Like the best kind of coaching, you know, like we just mentioned is leading people to the solution because they usually have it. They're the ones in the role, right? They usually have it more than anybody else. And so pick up the phone or, or make that team's phone call and talk to somebody versus sending an email and then letting the tone and what you're actually trying to do get lost in, in that. And now it's become a distraction. So just if you crave the human interactions, go for it, you know, jump in, make it, make it happen. And I think you'll find that over time, everybody's wanting, wanting that as well. Like we're so busy here at OSG. Everybody has so many projects going on that we just forget to pause and think about what others are doing. So call them and figure out when you can get together, when you can make something happen. And then let the coursework improve that skill set, right? If it's terrible the first time, that's okay. That's why we have the program so that you can grow and get better. But give it a shot. And and like Patrick said, it's that application that's really going to help people thrive in their careers. That's great advice from all of you and great feedback that we've been getting 
at OSG from the things that all of you say are important to you, that you want to develop, and that you want to build on your own as well. A word of thanks to you and to Janet, to Ashley, and to Patrick. Really appreciate this, and we're looking forward to as this leadership development program continues to evolve and, and grow and really help the people across OSGs. Thanks for being here on OSG Connections. This podcast is designed to serve you and everyone across OSG, and it's growing with more and more listeners each episode. We want to continue growing by listening to you too. What did you think about this episode and what would you like to hear in the future? Which topics are most interesting? Which people would you like to hear from? Let us know by sending your email to podcast at osgconnect.com. If you haven't done so already, then please take just a few seconds to subscribe or follow and leave us your five-star rating as well. That makes it easier for others to find us. And it means each new episode will be automatically downloaded into your podcast player. So you won't even have to think about it and you can listen on your schedule. Thanks for joining us, spreading the word and making connections 